Hello and welcome to Memory Lane, where your favorite songwriters share their deepest shame. We're here today with Julian Fader. Hello. Hey. How's it going? Good. I have a lot of shame. <laughs> great. Wonderful. That's like the best thing for this podcast. Julian is in some great bands, including Ava Luna and Coffee, and does a lot of music things, so has a lot of embarrassing material to share. <laughs> the deep well. A deep well to select them. <laughs> That's great. So when did you first start doing music and songwriting? Um, well, I when I was a really little kid, I used to make cover tapes, um, of Beatles songs like mm. when I was six or seven with boom boxes and I, w- I figured out how to like double track by like recording on one boom box and then playing it back into the other and very high was, tech yeah it was like I had I like had my own like three track basically that I like made myself out of boom boxes but mm-hmm. I didn't actually I just would do covers and then at some point I think in middle school I like was like okay I want to like make my own songs that sound like the Beatles or whatever and uh made some uh, some attempts but I would never do vocals and so I think a lot of my shame on this stuff was just like to me I was like totally happy to just do it with no vocals but like I you'd I'd like play it for my aunt or something and she'd be like oh it's it's nice Julian but like you need to sing everyone would be like where's the vocals mm-hmm. so at some point end of high school early college I started trying to write songs where there was vocals but the songs still were always there first so I, ne- I never had like a phase where until much later, really, where I would like sit down with a guitar and be like, I'm going to write a song. It was always like music I made and then trying to put vocals on top of that, which can result in some embarrassing stuff, mm-hmm. I guess, especially those early attempts. And a lot of those early attempts for me were in college. So the stuff I picked from was like right when I first started trying to sing on stuff. Because the earlier stuff is like bad, but it's not, I don't know, it's just like kind of badly recorded. It's not like that funny or not that, Right. I don't know. I could have played stuff like that, but it was like, it just sounds like a like a webcam mic or something. It's like just right. there's not much to it. It's me working out sounds and it's interesting to me, but it's not like I don't know if it's interesting to anyone else. Yeah, that's but fair. But you can laugh at my my vocals. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it gets good. That's great. So this first song we're gonna listen to is called Coil Snake. I want to specify that Coil starts with a K. Yeah, it's one word. And it's one word. It seems like an important piece yeah. of this. You want to tell us a little bit about that? I made this song in college. Uh, with my good friend and collaborator, Spencer Tricker, who I'm still friends with, still collaborate with. And we were roommates. Um, and this was from, I don't know, we, I went to NYU, we went to NYU and we moved off campus together to, into our first apartment here in New York. I think it was 2008 or nine, that first non-dorm place. And we had a roommate. So it was really kind of my first ever like roommate that wasn't assigned by college. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we picked this guy and it just was a disaster. It was Spencer's oh, friend who he thought was going to be fine and it just it didn't work out very well and we had a lot of we hadn't learned any tools for communicating yeah. uh you know not not it's 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 a work in progress still but like I'm better now you know it's like and it was like at the time it was just like we were mad at each other and one release valve that we found for our anger at uh unnamed roommate uh was making this song about he used to cook a lot of meat which was like really we weren't vegetarians but it's just like gross smelling all the time it just smelled like yeah. meat cooking and uh he had it he just one day brought home this giant sausage and it was like coiled it was like a, <laughs> it was like the biggest thing it took up the whole freezer and we were mad I and mean, in retrospect it seems ridiculous that we were so mad but you know in the moment we were like kind of pissed and we like sort of aggressively started making this song in the living room <laughs> we made a demo 
And then we were like, somehow we had to, we're like, we're, we're going to apply ourselves to make a quote unquote real version of this song, which I should also add has like rapping, Spencer's rapping. I think he had just discovered like Tribe Called Quest or something and he's just rapping badly. Sorry, Spencer. I asked his permission too for That's this. Very I checked with him. I said, I'm going to, re- I'm going to reveal this. <laughs> and he said to make sure I tell the story of it and that it was, it was really born of like our anger. <laughs> at at like it was it was actually a really good way to like deal with like we you know with with the roommate we just like made the song and we actually kind of felt a little better the song itself is a full embarrassment it has rapping um it's like got some dumb innuendos that really make no sense uh you know it's i don't think it's like anything horrible but it's yeah you'll hear great well <laughs> let's give it a listen i can't wait with an intro like that <laughs> I did all the instruments, he did all the can't stress we spent like a lot of time i mean it sounds like we spent like so much time on this song that in retrospect is so like spooky shit and they would have like that like uh that sort of theremin sound in them that i really liked at the time it kind of just goes like this honestly i mean his his, <laughs> his rapping sounds so funny to me he like just i think just discovered tribe Quest. yeah that makes sense now he's just calling out our friends <laughs> You have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my friend Dave. Uh, he's doing like an impression of that movie about the oil. Uh, God, I can't remember. There will be blood or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it was. He like, and then there's like a random sample from some other movie. I, it's like, I remember thinking that was so cool at the time, too. I was like, yeah, I'm going to like, this is deep. Yeah, and it's great. It's super cool. <laughs> Did you take this and, like, were you in the studio? Working? We were just doing it at home. At home, yeah. 
we, we like in our apartment. Yeah. We didn't have a studio. We just recorded at home. But I've always had like a little setup to do stuff. So. Oh, we're coming. I forgot. I didn't even make it this far. We're coming up on a beautiful bridge. I can tell. It's going <laughs> to... I'm excited for it. We did no editing. We just like let every section be as long as possible. But we, there's a beautiful bridge that Spencer did. This sounds like a Spencer song now. Like we've suddenly shifted into his world. This is what it sounded like at the time. These were uh, garage band drums, like played with the fingers. Yes. Now we're at, like nine inch nails. Yep. <laughs> actually has a little coda <laughs> of the original this was our angry demo this is like this this is how we <laughs> so this, is the this was like the in the moment we're mad at the roommate for the sausage and this this is with the original idea oh my god so it really takes you through the whole experience of, yeah, of being us I've, in 2008 <laughs> right. i don't think i've ever listened to such a produced uh, <laughs> we spent a really long time on song it about sausage it was about yeah it was about it was just about anger at this guy's sausage in the fridge. Yeah, Spencer sounds angrier. Yeah, <laughs> we're just letting off steam. You know, it's a great way to do it. At least it really is productive, more productive. And it's kind of funny because it was like, yeah, it, it's nice to. I think it was the first time I ever like. I think I downloaded downloaded like 808 samples to make that beat, and I don't think I'd ever done that. So it was just like. If you're gonna be mad, you might as well like turn it into like learning something. Right. <laughs> turn it into a way to like practice your craft. Yeah. For sure. And he ended up moving out, not because of the song. But <laughs> that you know of. Yeah, yeah. As 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 I'm aware. <laughs> that was great. That felt indulgent, but thank you. <laughs> no, <that was laughs> I don't think I've listened to that whole thing almost ever. Well, it's you know, uh, just long. Yeah, it's really long. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still with us. Thank you. <laughs> If you're still with us, there's more bad songs ahead. Yeah. So this next one is called 15 Miles. Yes. This was just like, yeah, this was early on from like trying to, this one we should really only listen to a minute or two. I think it okay. may trail, I think it may never have finished it. Great. I thought it was like really epic and cool. And yeah, I don't know. Let's and now see. you don't think so. I don't really think so anymore. <laughs> Yeah. 
that bad it's just funny do you remember what it was about i don't remember what yeah. it was about which would be good I, I it felt i remember the feeling of feeling like it was like super epic to me which is funny because it's really not i don't know it's just guitar and organ, really yeah. loud organ <laughs> it felt i was like oh this is deep but now at, at this point it, it's, it clearly wasn't deep enough for me to like know what it was about but <laughs> right it, i think that i think i may never have done more vocals i think i like planned to keep going here but but then you just didn't yeah um i I don't have a great yeah i don't have a great story about that one but uh, to me it it reminds me of that's like early on i'm like trying to figure out how how do vocals work like right i would have made that song before and i would have just done the guitar and i would have played it for my aunt (laughs) she would have been like what the hell (laughs) and because in my head it was it was fine to do it that way but yeah so i'm like they're not so horrible but it was just like and i I, that's a also i mean still i still feel the same like i'm not a confident singer but after i went back and listened to these and i went and listened to some more recent stuff and i was like well i i still hate the sound of my voice like like 90 percent of people it seems but like it's definitely like objectively improved (laughs) or i've i've improved my ability to like control it a little bit yeah i've definitely felt that way when i go back and listen to old recordings i'm like oh i have gotten better yeah yeah it's nice nice that there's some progress it's really easy to just like hate what you're doing in any moment especially with vocals and it really like people are crazy i mean i don't know if you're i don't know if you're this way but like with recording vocals that can really like drive people up the wall most people yeah i i think at this point with recording i'll do some takes and get something that I feel okay about it and just like I have to move on from it because otherwise good, I could I could like sit there forever. Do you do your like, own vocals or do you like to record with someone else? Um, for this last album that I recorded, somebody else recorded. Someone, yeah. yeah do yeah. you find that helpful? Yes. I do too. Yeah, I think if I, I think if I was like sitting alone in my room recording my own stuff, I would go insane. Like it's hard enough to listen through my album and like give mixing notes yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that and I'm, I agonize over it like I go through the, like the full shame cycle and I'm like wait are shame these even cycle. songs it's like this is just a collection of sounds that doesn't mean anything yeah it's terrible but an existential crisis yeah <laughs> um I have that kind of maybe the same but opposite it's like I if I do vocals with someone else they'll make me do it again like I like I just want it to be over with when I do it at home mm. so I'm like I'm just do it as quick as possible I'll like at this point, you can like go in logic and you can flex pitch stuff. So now I'm, right. like, I'm like, oh well, that no, it's like screw it. I'll just <laughs> flex it. But when I'm when I do when I do do it with someone else, it's really nice because they're like, try it again, <laughs> and yeah. it usually is for the best. So this final one that we have is called Turpentine. Uh, I, yeah, I guess this should show you how little like the the words matter i don't know this is also like kind of about nothing that i can remember but i just was struck when i found this one because it has like the craziest like mumford and sons beat in it and i'm <laughs> like what was i thinking great Do not know the 
really going for that like 2000, wow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 2008 or 9 or whatever but I can feign indifference and pass it up for a day and now it's just Radiohead <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> I think this is like more like kind of small apartment music where I just probably had like a floor time. Like this is like, uh-huh. you know, I didn't have like the ability to like drum fully. So I'm probably just there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it becomes like that kind of, that kind of beat. Yeah. That's like suspended chord that I've used like four times in this song. I haven't. I don't think I've. Maybe I'll try to do another song with that that beat. I haven't done a song like that. I don't think I ever did one before. Yeah, you, you I always like well. slow song. Everything I do is always too really slow. So, how do you think your songwriting process has changed, if at all, over the years? Oh, since the time of these, maybe maybe like twelve, thirteen, somewhere between ten and thirteen years ago. It's like I have operated a recording studio i've collaborated with like a lot of people i feel like i just like learned so many tricks mm-hmm. and to me it's always like if you can get a couple tricks that work you just keep using them like i don't know i always i always have that this talk with uh with katie actually my friend katie where she's like oh is this like similar to this thing i've done before and i'm like yeah good like <laughs> if you can if you can find like three things that work you're like you're living pretty good like oh, just, yeah for sure just like keep keep on them so i feel like i've learned a couple of tricks just with regards to like yeah with regards to songwriting and i've learned them from people that i've worked closely with which is like great i've also like i've pushed myself since then to try to actually write songs that like mean something like that are more constructed with an intention or something like there's nothing wrong with doing it like setting words to music that exists or whatever but uh it feels really good to stretch it out. It's hard. It's always hard to make myself start. I'm like, I'm going to like write a song about something that feels indulgent or something. I don't know. Yeah. But it's really hard to start, but I've enjoyed Nick. My friend Nick uh, did like, were you on this? You were on the songwriting club or were you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are really good. I've done a couple of those over the years where you're supposed to write a song every week and like, you kind of have to do it that way if you're writing really quick and it, it's due Sunday night and it's Sunday afternoon and you're like, well, like, 
what's what's happening like you know it just kind of comes out if you don't think too hard for me at least yeah no for me too i was just talking with nick about this too it's it's nice to have like a structure within which even a loose structure within sure. which to be which to be writing music so it's not just like the whims of your own emotion right. but it's like okay you you have the whims of your own emotion and like you write when you want to but also like then you're like oh i should sit down and do this thing yeah because as it's, like it's a due, craft quote unquote. <laughs> or like right. as like a assignment which exactly. is very ho- helpful and helps sort of remove the element of i don't know i don't know why I'll, I'll talk about it in therapy next week i don't know why <laughs> it feels so bad for me to like sit down and like write about my, i'm like i would like never sit down and like write about myself but when i have to do it fast like that you're like well shit like you know i did a song about going to chicago because i was going to chicago you know i did a song right. about it's like whatever whatever's happening you just have to do it fast and and some of them come out good and some of them come out bad and some of them come out meaning way more than i thought and some of them come out meaning like being less profound than i thought or whatever but it, it's that's a fun way to that helps me expand. So I feel like I'm still weirdly at the beginning of my like expansion into my ability to do that. Cause I've always been coming at it from like a instrumental production, like mm-hmm. hearing th- certain things that I like to hear, but none of those things very often. I'll, it'll just like, I, I, when I hear the song in my whole life, it's been like this, like I'll hear the whole thing in my head, including a melody, but the melody is not a voice. It's like, there's like some secret instrument that like doesn't exist. Like, I don't know. maybe it does, I don't know what it would be. It's like, probably like a theremin basically it's just like the melody exists but it, and i don't hear it as my my own voice sounds really different from like what it sounds like <laughs> that's so interesting yeah so it's like that's why like i don't like singing because i'm like well this is not realizing like exactly what i thought you know what i thought it would be but i think just over the years that it's like learning tricks making yourself do stuff you're uncomfortable with mm-hmm. and just like being okay with it's like it is you know you only have your own voice <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true what are some songs, albums, musicians that have been inspiring you lately or that you've been listening to a lot? I, I pulled it up on my phone so I don't get it wrong because <laughs> we don't know how to pronounce this. Nilufer Yanya? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been listening to this album the last few days like on the train both ways every day. It's really good. Uh, my girlfriend Emily sent it to me and I totally forgot about it and then i found it and then i sent it to her and she was like excuse me excuse me (laughs) (laughs) um it's it's great um and then i've also been listening to i got uh uh betty davis lp that Mm -hmm. was like a like a reissue lp i went uh uh, record shopping for the first time in like forever i was like i'm gonna spend 20 dollars on records and i went in and bought this betty davis lp and it was it's really good and what else Sheena Ringo. Do you know Sheena Ringo? Mm-mm. She's Japanese. Everyone I play it for is like, I can't handle this right now, but it sounds good to me. It's like super maximalist, late 90s, early 2000s, like like uh, just Tokyo like rock pop. She, she is like produces it. She, she plays like most of the instruments. It's like super awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Sheena Ringo. Her like her second and third albums, I've, I've on nonstop but every time i try to share it with someone else they're like thanks like it's, it's just it's a lot you have to be in the yeah. right you have to be in the right mood it's not it's not calming right i'll have to check it out <laughs> yeah I'll when i'm trying to get amped up yeah if you, if you want to be amped i don't know what your threshold it's funny for me it doesn't it for whatever reason it doesn't i can listen to it like before bed or whatever it seems fine uh-huh. it doesn't bother me but i i'm noticing that when i send it to people they're like cool i need to turn this off now <laughs> so i guess i can recommend that um i was in a, a beach boys outtakes whole recently i was just like listening to all these like studio outtakes because they have these copyright dumps that they have to do they do them on spotify they like to maintain the copyright of all these like outtakes and like 
alternate versions. They just like they have to put them out because it's fifty years. Oh. And then you'll find this with all these like classic sixties stuff. They're like putting Beach Boys does it, Neil Young does it. Like to maintain the copyright, they have to actually release it to the public. So they'll just do this big dump, and it's really fun to comb through it and just like hear what it's like in the studio because it's a lot of chatter a lot of it's right. like garbage but some of it's really inspiring so i was listening to that too a lot lately awesome well thank you so much for being on the podcast thanks for having me it's fun great it was a real run <laughs> <laughs> uh and thank you everyone for listening bye what was this anomaly i swear it felt like i was just a child and I don't hello thanks for listening you can find Ava Luna and Coffee's music on the internet, and you can find us at Bad Songwriter on Instagram and Bad underscore Songwriter on Twitter. We'll be posting a playlist of all of the artists and songs mentioned in today's episode on our social media. If you're liking the podcast, please follow us, rate, review, subscribe. It really helps us out. And if you're a songwriter who's interested in being part of the podcast, you can email us at badsongwriterpod at gmail.com. Thanks. Bye. A body that was dying by the day.